going on, everybody? Welcome to the Monday edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined with my buddy Ryan as we break down Monday's seven-game NBA DFS Slate. Rinpak, where are you? I, I think you're in a vortex. Uh, you're you're somewhere like Sin City 3, maybe Ghostbusters, another sequel if they're putting that out. Uh, a little bit like 300, uh, the, the guy who's like, I will show you treasures. Uh, it's got a little bit of that cinematic quality to it. Uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I'm in a room that just the light just went out right before we started uh, <laughs> recording this. So we're doing this live. So we'll do it live, as they say. And uh, I'll talk about this Monday seven game slate. I was going to say, I'm not complaining. When you logged on, I was just like, what just happened? Uh, it, it makes for good segments. You know, it feels a little bit at the time. But we're going to get right to it for you guys. You aren't here to talk about Rinpak's room situation. You want to know the goods. So let's get to it. Uh, before we get going, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at Osmo is going live. You ready to party, my dude? Let's ride. Oh, and congratulations on uh, Buddy Hield and Andrew Wiggins. I'm just going to say. Yeah. A dub is a dub. I'll take it anyway. I get it. I was shorting Buddy Heald. I just want to let it be known. Absolute garbage. All right, cool. Now that we got that out of the way, uh, top of point guard over on DraftKings, uh, stacked. Let me just say that. Uh, Luka Doncic, or sorry, James Harden's the first guy off, $11,000. Now more expensive than 10700 Luka Doncic. Obviously, Kyrie Irving should be back. I think it was just kind of a maintenance day. So that should be a fun thing to keep track of. Kevin Durant, they said, would be out till after the All-Star break. So 11K, uh, James Harden for his current level of production against a San Antonio team that does get up and down a little bit more. Coming off of two duds, I still expect a lot, a lot of ownership there. Uh, Luka Doncic, 10700 against Orlando. Slower pace matchup, but uh, we saw multiple times already within the last month that the guy has 60, 65 plus uh, sitting in his arsenal. So no problem there either. Damian Lillard, 10,400 up against Charlotte, a Charlotte team that's third in pace in the last month, a Charlotte team that has LaMelo Ball starting and playing just crazy basketball. We'll see if Gordon Hayward ends up back, uh, see if Cody Zeller ends up back. Otherwise, the Charlotte team will be chalky again, right uh, coming off of a, a pretty chalky day today. Talk to me about the top end of point guard. Obviously, James Harden was disappointing last time out. Uh, let a lot of us down because uh, Steve Nash decided not to play the, any of the net starters for the last seven and a half minutes. So that was kind of bitter and kind of odd to see. I know the game was kind of out of hand, but in this day and age with the three-point shot, I feel like any uh, deficit is possible to come back from. Uh, with um, other uh, top-end options to consider, obviously, Luka, 10-7. Porzingis is back. Luka was still sensational. I've had 50 points in just 34 minutes to play. I think we can definitely go to Luka again. Kyrie is also expected to play, so that obviously doesn't help James Harden's ceiling, but we know what's still in his bag. Uh, other options to consider, obviously, we can't get all those studs in. I really like going to Dame Willard. Charlotte will be on a back-to-back. I think we can definitely target Dame Willard at 10-4, who um, was great in that first half against the Lakers, but he did land awkwardly at the end of the first half on a uh, – ridiculous and uh, four-point play that he pulled off. And he just wasn't the same in the second half. I wonder if that's nagging him. He's had the weekend to rest, but I think he'll be just fine. Just monitor that situation just in case. Lamella Ball on the other side of things, 8,700. I think we could definitely ride with him. Uh, I know that's an elevated price tag, but it's Portland. I think we've seen him go north of 40 fantasy points the last three games, and he's in a game right now where he's already up to 14 fantasy points in eight minutes of play. So I think he's on pace to pass that again. 8,700, obviously you would like someone to get 50 fantasy points, but we, we, we've seen what he can do of late. It's been really impressive. 
Uh, spend down options on DraftKings, I think we can definitely consider. Uh, there's not much to spend down as they take a look at things right now. Maybe Shake Milton is probably some guy who stood out, played 32 minutes. Keep in mind, no Tobias Harris last time out. Uh, 4,200 against Cleveland. Uh, game went, did go into overtime, got 27 fantasy points. Under him is really tough, especially in the point guard situation. Uh, over there in FanDuel, uh, top end is obviously going to be stacked with Luka and Dame. Kyrie and 9K Kyrie, I think I can uh, definitely consider that. Lamella Ball is only 7,900. I expect him to be the one of the more popular plays, especially tomorrow. Some spend-down options. I think Patty Mills might be popular at 3,900. I'm not really interested in him. Even though he played 30 minutes, I guess if you want to save some salary, you can go to him. Luka Doncic, uh, sorry, Michael Carter-Williams is going to be 4,400 versus Doncic in that matchup. It's okay. I've not been really thrilled with roster Carter Williams of late. He's kind of been disappointing the last two games out, but I think uh, he will be popular just because you're going to have to save at some spots as well. And I think Shake Milton deserves a mention at $4,400 over there in FanDuel. Uh, does anyone else stand out to you at the point guard spot on FanDuel? I guess uh, nobody really standing out. I just have a couple theory questions I want to ask you because, again, you are so good at this game of NBA DFS. Do you think Michael Carter Williams would have nearly the ownership he has for the last like two weeks if he hadn't played Sacramento his first game back after being hurt? Because he ended up smashing for 36.9 against Sacramento, which is like, again, the best matchup, fastest paced matchup you could possibly get on the board. Do you think that he carries the ownership he has in the last however many had he not played 27 minutes? Because I think people have both expected the minutes to trend up. They haven't. They've literally stayed the same, if not gone down in some spots. And then you're getting Evan Fournier now alongside him, who just got healthier. A huge usage knock there. And then, again, everybody's chasing that one game that we all missed out on from Michael Carter-Williams. I I think a lot of the states, it felt like, oh, Feels like Orlando's been on some larger slates where sometimes naturally you go to a stars and scrub build. And on Fandle, where you get the roster too, especially on Fandle, he's been popping up quite a bit. I think that's the reason why he's been garnering quite a bit of ownership. And sometimes he's kind of graded out to be a good play because there hasn't been many options when cheaper than him. You're going to have interest in some cheap point cards just because to uh, for roster construction, you want to pay up in other spots. That's why I think he's been getting some ownership. Uh, I'm not too sure about missing out on the Sacramento. Could be a reason. It's a, you bring up a great point. But I think the minutes uh, put together, obviously Orlando was dealing with a big injury situation. All those things put together, I think, has been the reason why. Yeah. So in, in the spirit of that, you know, Michael Carter-Williams is at 4,400. He would make some sense. I'm not saying that he's the worst play ever, but you could go down if Oladipo continues to be out. Sterling Brown, Thomas Sadoransky's 3,800. Uh, not like the most enticing of plays, but if you're looking to punt, go ahead and just punt. Uh, Shake Milton, don't mind that. Monty Morris, 4,800. Chicago's a good matchup to have. Uh, don't mind having a little bit there. He did get to 30.1 and basically like stopped scoring against Washington. He, he like blew up that first half and, and just continued to uh, show nothing there in the second half, sadly. But uh, anywho, you ready to move on to shooting guard? Let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, top end on FanDuel, James Harden, 10,700. Zach Levine, 9,300. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 8,300. Uh, so you're basically looking at, at Harden, who's going to eat up a lot of the, the spend up at the position, uh, rightfully so, I should say. Zach Levine, going to be a little contrarian, but again, I've been talking about just a, the crazy amount of shooting volume. Hasn't shot the ball as well of late, uh, but still, uh, just from a pure scoring aspect, he could put up 35 real points. Just got to see a couple of these other adding stats just jumping in at some point. Uh, maybe if he spikes a steal upside one time here, 
That would be really, really nifty. Otherwise, 9,300 is just a big number to pay for him on FanDuel. And then Donovan Mitchell uh, up against New Orleans. This is a team that's starting to play more like what we expected them to from the get-go, just up and down, uh, faster pace as of late. Uh, Got Steven Adams back, though, so maybe it's going to slow it up a tiny bit. But uh, Donovan Mitchell... Uh, somebody that that has shown a ceiling multiple times here. We'll see how, uh, I mean, Mike Conley should be back. He had kind of a service day, but uh, would make for a contrarian play up top at shooting guard. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about the beard. Talk to me about some of these other guys. And then I should say, DeMar DeRozan, 8K up against Brooklyn. uh, Sad about his dad, but came right out. uh, 38 minutes, 54.7. I expect him to also be super popular. Talk to me about shooting guard. Yeah, I think um, looking at things over in DK, uh, Kyrie, obviously, has shooting guard eligibility. Sign me up. I think Kyrie has 50-point upside for sure, if not more. We know what Kyrie can do, especially against uh, San Antonio. I think uh, there was one signature game in his Cleveland career against San Antonio. It was, I believe it was on a Thursday night where he went for 57 fantasy points. This is like five years ago, I want to I say. So it was a long time ago. I remember that game clearly. Uh, but I like Kyrie Irving, regardless of the history versus San Antonio, $9,100. I think we can definitely consider that. Malcolm Brogdon, if he plays $8,100, it's been just a model of consistency. It's knee soreness. Maybe there's a minutes limit to consider there. Uh, keep uh, keep in mind there. I think P- uh, Zach Levine might be a spend-up option, but we just saw what he did a couple games ago where he scored more real-life points uh, than, than fantasy, fantasy points. points. Just and dumb. the, the real-life points was at 35, so that's saying something uh, in Zach Levine's game. He's a pure scorer. He, he, the points really need to uh, be there for him to get, the, get there for us. Uh, spending down uh, in the shooting guard spot on uh, DK, I think there's a mid-tier like options of like Milton, Josh Richardson, uh, Dwayne Bacon doesn't seem interesting. Maybe Justin Holiday at 5100 if he uh, if Brogdon is out, he just gets a ton of minutes and he might get an extra few shots. All the depot 7700. Uh, keep in mind what he just did. I think he turned down a two-year 45 million dollar extension. I don't think he wants to stay in Houston. I think Houston's going to try to shop him with that news. Uh, the Houston ownership uh, is just a mess right now. It's just a very, been a very peculiar season, and the ownership group uh, really has been disappointing over there. Over there in Fandle, Harden, Levine uh, lead the way over there. Obviously, finding enough value to get to Harden seems very nice. We know what he can do. I don't have to say that again. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 8,300 versus New Orleans. I have some interest. Last time he played them, I put up 50 fantasy points. And he's had a couple games uh, above 50 in his career against uh, uh, the Pelicans. I like Donovan Mitchell, $8,300. And uh, I think it's it's fine to spend down to DeMar DeRozan. It's against Brooklyn. The Brooklyn defense, we, we've just seen teams time and time and again just have their way against them. So, And if Gordon Hayward is out, uh, Terry Rozier is $6,800. He's been disappointed to start this game against Sacramento. But I think we can consider uh Terry Rozier in this instance if Gordon Hayward is out with that hand hand injury. Eric Gordon just disappointed everyone and their mom at fifty three hundred dollars on FanDuel. But I'm willing to go right back to him if uh if he uh, if there's no reason for him to be resting on a back to back, I don't think. But fifty three hundred versus Cleveland, I'm willing to go back to EG. I don't want to though. I don't like I don't have to, right? Like I'm not required by law. Okay, cool. Then I'm probably not going to because I'm so sick of this cat. Oh my God. Uh, Also, happy Buddy Healed Night. I just had Emac tweeting at me of all people, letting me know that it's Buddy Healed Night. Uh, Considering I have two Hornets and two Kings players in every single lineup tonight over both sites, and I 
I'm still underexposed to Buddy Heald. I'm not very happy right now. It's not it's not good times in the Lindquist household. I, I might be eating ramen. Uh, going down a little bit here on shooting guard, you do have Michael Carter-Williams, who would be shooting guard eligible on DK, but 5,400. Like, just get out of here with that crap. Uh, Cork must ended up starting. Uh, I didn't mind going to him as, like, a pure punt. He was sitting at the min on, on FanDuel the other night, but only played 20 minutes. So we saw that 28-minute game where he started against Toronto, and then here against Cleveland, uh, started but just didn't get any runs. So probably a little bit out of play for me there, too. We're looking at another situation. I'm going to be very interested what the Charlotte box score looks like at the end of the night to see kind of where ownership spreads out. We got a wonky, wonky Charlotte lineup. I talked a little bit about it on the on the Live Before Lock show where I was like, I had a feeling that it could be a weird lineup, but Biombo starting and uh, McDaniel starting was not what I was expecting tonight. But uh, we'll see what the box score ends up being. I want to see what Martin's minutes are. You could be looking at Cody or Caleb. Uh, either one, who cares? 3,600, uh, 3,500 on DraftKings. Uh, maybe just like a pure punt, last guy in kind of a situation. But obviously those tags come up even a little bit, and that might be too much on this kind of a slate, but only a couple dudes in the lineup. If Gordon Hayward misses, if, if Cody Zeller misses, uh, the minute's got to go somewhere. So one, one Cody Zeller is expected to play tomorrow. He is expected. Okay. Just, uh, I, just like I saw that Victor Oladipo was just out for injury management today. So look at Oladipo 7,600 against Cleveland being a little bit of a contrarian spot. Uh, Colin Sexton in that same place on FanDuel 7,100. Uh, both would be uh, contrarian spend ups from, from the Jordan Clarks and Terry Rozier uh, combo that, should garner more ownership. Uh, Terry Rozier, way more than Clarkson, but uh, just letting that be known as well. But yeah, Eric Gordon and Eric Bledsoe, both being 5,300, is kind of just a shame to my name. Uh, I, I don't really know what to say other than that. I apologize from all Eric's spelled E-R-I-C. Uh, moving on to small forward, yes? Let's do it. Are Eric spelled any other way? Have you seen Eric spelled Eric with a K. Are you kidding me? E-R-I-K. Oh, but Eric. It's E-R-I-C, and the C is for correct. So it's it's the one true spelling. Uh, one one spelling to rule them all, one spelling to find them. Uh, before we get over to small forward, just wanted to talk to you guys about Odd Shopper for a second. Uh, Osmo's Odd Shopper, which is a, a resource that I use every single day, go take a look at some of the, the props that are around the market. They can help you make, if you make your own projections, just kind of plugging in some of the Vegas projections, doing it that way. Well, now Alex Baker's projections show up directly on the site for free in terms of ROI and win percentage. You're able to go on to Odd Shopper sort by his favorite bets on the day and you can see basically which plays he's favoring uh in dfs in points in rebounds and assists for props across the entire market you were able to see all of that on the screen on osmo at odd or osmo odd shopper for free you would be insane not to if you're in a state where you're allowed to bet you would be insane not to be uh, clicking on that every single day, twice on Sunday. This is Sunday, the holy day. Let it be known. You can you can find all these different bets. I might have to get a second half buddy healed prop in play. Who knows? Uh, just letting just to, to hedge my exposure here or lack thereof. Uh, make sure you get over there and check that out. It's an amazing new feature. Uh, it's amazing to see some of the stuff that's popping up every day. But uh, check it out by ROI win percentage. Uh, find some find some solid bets. Uh, start throwing some parlays together. Check out the NBA prop report short with me. Throw a couple of those together. I'm, I'm probably going to be leaning a little bit more heavily on Alex Baker of late because that's a good, smart thing to do. So stop guessing and start winning. Uh, getting to the top end, small forward. We'll stick on FanDuel here for a second because Kevin Durant's out at 10-2. I talk a lot about how you punt positions by default. This is one of those days at small forward. Brandon Ingram is 7,800. He's your most expensive small forward on the slate. Gordon Hayward, 7,100 if he ends up back. 
it's going to be somebody to look at there. Uh, but otherwise, probably looking at a situation where you're then going down to Evan Fournier, 6,800. It's a little bit of sticker shock every time you see it. But up against Dallas, that's not a bad situation to be in. All he does is like have these massive ceiling games that I have no part of ever. So I might want to join that train. And then Michael Porter Jr. got finally a all of, what, $300 price bump? He's now 6,500 over there. Still expecting to be popular. Talk to me about small forward a little bit. Especially on Fiendo when you're rostering too, just I think organically you're going to be having to punt in a lot of situations to pay up for studs like Harden, Luca, and some. Uh, we'll talk about the front court situation once we get there, but just in general, I think that's just going to happen. Uh, going down, the, going down the small four list on Fiendo, Ingram looks a fine option at 7,800 versus Utah. He they did play Utah earlier in the year. I want to say twice already. They had a back to back. He struggled both games out. Uh, so maybe it's something just off of matchup and maybe it's not exciting, but that price tag sticks out. We know what his upside can be. Gordon Hayward goes versus Portland. I like saving uh, those $700 and going to Gordon Hayward. Seems like a fine option to go. Porter versus Fournier. I think I prefer Porter against Chicago. I like the matchup better. I think Porter was on his way to a monster game, but they were waxing OKC but quite a bit. So that's why he didn't get eight more minutes than he, the 28 he got. And uh, Kelvin Johnson plays versus Brooklyn. He's questionable right now. I think we can definitely consider him as an option. Other options in the mid-tier, Bogdanovich, Barton, Barton's price tag stands out to me. Derek Jones Jr. is up to 5,300. A little too inconsistent uh, of a player, but he has been very consistent the last seven games as I take a look at how he's performed. I think... He's an okay option. I'd be willing to save uh, down for guys like a Josh Richardson, Will Barton, compared to Derek Jones Jr. And any guys who stand out in the three, uh, any with the number three on FanDuel, no one really below four K currently stands out to me. We'll see what value opens up throughout the day, though. Yeah, over there on DK, it's it's not pretty down there in general, and even guys in this mid fours tier, like Doug McDermott has started seeing a lot less run of late. Uh, 22 minutes his last two. Josh Richardson is, yeah, you're you're playing with fire there. On DraftKings, yeah, you're looking at some of these mid-tier options and it's like, where can you possibly find somebody down below 4K? Because we do want to punt. Again, you have both the Martins sitting right next to each other there, so that might be a spot to go to. We'll see again how much run they get here tonight, but continue on. Yeah, so over there on DK, uh, obviously Ben Simmons is going to be cons- considered an option for some sort of ceiling versus Indiana. Played Indiana, uh, I want to say in January, about a month ago, put up 49.5 fantasy points. Seems like an all right option. I think he won't have much ownership the way things stand right now. And Gordon Hayward, 7,300. I like that quite a bit versus Portland over there. So trending down options, maybe Bogdanovich, 5,200, can catch an upside versus the Pelicans. He, he put up 25 the last time he got him. It won't kill you when he puts up 25. You really want. Someone who can put up 30-35. McDonald just has to get hot from three to be considered in play. And outside of that, no one really at their price tag stands out. I think you can take some shots at Tim Hardaway Jr., 48-800. But he's uh, the minutes haven't just been there. He's been coming off the bench at times and now uh, just played 21 minutes in the blowout. But he can get hot uh, at that price tag, especially with a three-point bonus. You can definitely consider THJ. And uh, that's about it, really. No one really else stands out to me right now with the prices um, on DK. It's a bad position. Uh, it might be like DeMar DeRozan and move on in a lot of situations. What do you think about that? Yeah, him and Gordon Hayward if Hayward goes, yeah. Yep. I think those are the way to go. 
Agreed. Uh, I also kind of realized if you're watching this on YouTube, it's a little bit like Rinpak is a is a child who's uh, sitting at his iPad late at night when he shouldn't be, and he's sitting underneath the covers, and it's just illuminating him everywhere. A little bit of that. Uh, you you snuck your iPad in past bedtime. <laughs> oh my god! That's what it looks like. Yeah, I can see that my shadow in the background just like it's, just like it's hovering a little like over the... me. <laughs> so good oh all right going to power forward we're gonna stick on dk here for you sabonis 10-1 so the price tag's coming down that's an exciting thing going from the 10-5 to the 10-4 to the 10-1 uh sabonis against philly that's a not great matchup but it's sabonis he's gonna do a little bit of everything for this team uh makes for a low owned tournament piece uh zion williamson 9k up against utah zion williamson's 9k I can tell you one thing. I rode that price tag up. That's a nice feeling. Uh, wish I had more of him than I did in certain spots because the guy isn't just consistent, but he's starting to put up ceiling games. We've seen uh, four in a row now of 48 plus. Uh, you'd obviously want a little bit more than that. Uh, you'd be looking more at 55, 60, paying 9K for him, but gives you a little bit of savings off a bonus. And I think not too crazy to say closer to the same ceiling. Uh, just because of how good uh, how good Zion has been uh, day in day out, uh, Brandon Ingram eighty four hundred sitting down there as well uh, at that position. Uh, it's pure score, uh, another piece of the Pellies in this tough, tough Utah matchup. But the, at least Utah plays with pace, so you can't like completely knock it. And then Demar Derozan also power forward eligible. Who do you kind of prefer at the top end of power forward? Because these are all going to be contrarian spend up options, not Demar Derozan. Uh, Sabonis versus Philly, 10-1, man. That's, I, I feel like it makes sense to sp- uh, spend up for uh, other studs than a guy who's recently in the five-figure five price range, but he's been so consistent all year long. Against Philly is okay. Nothing that really excites me about this matchup. Maybe if Brogdon's gone, some extra shop volume finds his way. not really excited for Sabonis, but he's, if he's going to be low on, we know what he can do. Over there in FanDuel, I think targeting guys like uh, Zion, uh, Porzingis, 7,800. Porzingis looked uh, really good against Brooklyn in just 26 minutes of play. I like going to that 7,800 price tag. Bias Harris goes. Uh, I think I'll have some interest at $7,100 for sure. The other price tags that stick out to me, LaMarcus Aldridge versus Brooklyn. He only played 23 minutes last time. But if he somehow finds 30 minutes against his Brooklyn team, I'll have some interest at that price tag for sure. Some spending down options. No one really stands out. Maxi Kleber, 3,800. I like his minutes. That's kind of nice. At that price tag, you'll take uh, anyone who plays high uh, 20 minutes outside of P.J. Tucker, but Maxi Kleber, 3,800. There's an upside for him to do really well. Alper Camino is cracking the 20-minute mark. It's just a price play. Nothing really else excites me about Aminu. And if for some reason if Zeller doesn't play, I think we can consider Washington. But all things seem like pointing towards Zeller playing over there in DraftKings, we got Porzingis 8,200. I have that. I have interest for sure. Zion has been a monster of late. 9K doesn't seem like anything uh, that I'm afraid of just because of the way they're involved. So in Zion's the your pick. Zion. Out of the top tier guys. Out of Sabonis, Zion, Ingram. Pick one. Oh, uh, okay. is Porzingis an option? Oh, I'll give you Porzingis. Fine. Porzingis, take Porzingis, take... Take the the cheaper guy. Go ahead. Continue on. I yeah, I like Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of those guys for sure. Um, I think Porter Jr. could pay off that price tag. It's okay. A lot of things have to go right for him to, to pull that off. But the matchup is definitely in his favor. 
And uh, that's really about it. Uh, no one really else standing out right now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, some sort of value opens up for us. But it's tough to go really stars and scrubs the way things look right now. You had Royce O'Neal get 10 rebounds and not put up a double-double, which was very hurtful. Uh, had a little bit of that. Uh, what was it? Yesterday. Would have been would have been nifty for me on DK, but you know what you're getting into with Royce O'Neal. 4,800, just a pure punt. Somebody that could maybe... We've seen him spike 35-40 in certain spots. If he had gotten three more actual points, that would have been well over 30. Uh, I think there would have been more... more not, Clout's not the right word. Uh, there would have been some more chasing, for sure. Some, uh, some point chasing involved. So uh, Royce O'Neal wouldn't mind a little bit there. But looking at this bottom end, it does get rough. Torian Prince is back, so... Dean Wade, bye-bye. Not really anything else that I would be looking at there either. Uh, You ready to round this thing out? Let's do it. Let's cruise over to power four. Oh, sorry, to center on FanDuel. Let's finish on FanDuel. Jokic, 11K. Nikola Jokic against the Bulls. I'm going to have a lot of Nikola Jokic against the Bulls. Uh, Joel Embiid, he's questionable. Uh, That's kind of a a huge piece of news that we're waiting for on this entire slate. You'd be looking, obviously, at your Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard almost broke a slate the other night at like 0.4%. Somebody had a ridiculous lineup the other night on FanDuel. Um, But he he played fantastic, looked good. I expect that he would end up being the starter should Embiid sit in this situation because he has outperformed uh, expectations of late for Dwight Howard. So I, I would probably be going that direction as opposed to Tony Bradley. And then Nikola Vucevic uh, up against Dallas. Nikola Vucevic, who just continues to put up ceiling performances, 54.6 last time out against Rudy Gobert in just 34 minutes. Obviously got to have exposure to him too, as I do almost every single night. Talk to me about the top in a center. If the meet goes, I'll have interest. I think we might get some reduced ownership just because with the Q tag. He didn't play through the injury. So... That's uh, something that we could uh, keep in mind. The game did go to overtime, did end up playing 40 minutes. So I like Embiid if he goes Jokic in an absolute great matchup, I think, versus Chicago. I think we could definitely consider that as well. And Lucevic has just been a stud all year long, just carrying carrying Orlando to whatever sort of relevance that they can. I mean, a bunch of L's along the way, but he's putting up the numbers for sure. I like Vooch quite a bit, 10 2. I know it's kind of a sticker shock, but it's he's well deserving the price tag. Enos Canner should deserve a mention. The guy's playing th- mid 30 minutes. Seems like a uh, double double is always in, in lock for him. He just has to stay out of foul trouble and stay on there with improved defense. So I think 7,200 seems like his fine mid tier option. I like going to Rudy Gobert, just a couple hundred dollars more versus the Pelicans. Uh, has put up a put up 37 fantasy uh, DK points last time he played them. So. Success could definitely be happen with Gobert. And uh, over there on FanDuel, taking a look at things, how the pricing stands right now, obviously spending up for Jokic, Embiid, and Vooch, they all kind of make sense. Saving with Vooch makes a lot of sense. $9,800 off of Embiid and Jokic. It seems like a solid savings. Gobert, with where he could pick up additional points with the blocks, $7,700 seems like a fine price tag. Enos Cannon really sticks out to me, $6,300. Definitely in play. Jared Allen destroyed this Houston team last a uh, couple times ago, a uh, couple games ago, put up 61 fantasy points. So he definitely deserves a mention. Uh, outside of that, uh, it's tough to spend down uh, on center, especially on FanDuel, uh, past Cantor. Uh, I don't really want to go to DeAndre Jordan at $4,700, but 
under Cantor is really hard to spend down for me. How do you feel? About I got two guys. Up? I got two guys. Uh, so yeah. you're looking tonight. Uh, Justin Patton ended up getting thrown into the starting lineup uh, for, for Houston. And a lot of those, like that tag basically didn't change. He's still 3,200 on DraftKings. Played 26 minutes. Uh, I know that it ended up being a blowout. But uh, 26 minutes of a guy at 3,200 would make for a nice punt. And then you're still looking at Biombo, who uh, I had none of, fortunately, on Friday. That was just kind of a, I'm doing other things as well. I'm going to jam a bunch of lineups in and fade Biombo, which worked out well. Um, because I just didn't know if he'd be in the starting lineup. And then you saw him in the starting lineup tonight. So he becomes in play. Uh, both of those guys also at 3,500 on FanDuel would give you a different roster construction, just completely punting that position. But both would be viable if you could project him for 24-plus minutes. Uh, Patton would be a tougher one to get a gauge on. Biombo, though, starting tonight, we'll see kind of how everything goes against Sacramento. But this is just as good of a matchup, if not a little better, up against Cantor. So if Biombo ends up getting the start of Zeller, uh, doesn't end up playing, uh, wouldn't mind going there. But you said Zeller is expected to play, correct? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just want to throw it out there in the event that you hear news to the contrary at any point tomorrow. Again, we are we are in the speculation market the night before, taking a look at some things, uh, giving you some takes on some, some nice prices, uh, giving you some takes also on if certain things happen, if-then statements. So that would be mine. Rinpak, any final words for the people tonight? No, thanks so much for joining uh, us on for this Monday slate. Uh, good luck to you guys on the slate, and we'll catch you tomorrow night. Love it. Uh, nice tight, under 30 minutes. Can't beat that, my guy. Uh, For Rin Pack, for me, we'll see you guys here on Tuesday. Good luck and catch you later.